a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Cowabunga, do you do that? And ho, ho, ho. I did it again. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's Josh's contribution. <laughs> Uh, welcome to day two of our uh, 12 Days of Turtle Flakes Christmas. We we thank you for listening. Uh, you've, you've successfully put up with us for two days in a row now. So uh, God bless you. You know, you've, you've done your, your kind deed for the day. So I am your host, Rob, and joining with me, as always, is Mr. Josh O'Rourke. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. We're good. We're getting to talk to each other for, for uh, you know, twice in one week. What about that? Yeah, I know. Well, man, our, our wives are going to get jealous. You know? Ah, that's true. That's or they'll true. be yeah. incredibly happy, one of those. Ah, uh, just... that's probably also true. <laughs> I got an hour away from that guy. Jeez. I know, I know. Yeah, Um. and and today's topic is, is super nostalgic for me, and I, I think for you too, Josh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are talking mainly about the 1990 film soundtrack. Which is kind of interesting because as I was doing a little prep for this, I knew I had bought this CD a long, long time ago. I think I got it on Amazon or uh, Half.com for like a quarter, <laughs> you know, probably about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Knew I had it, had it boxed up for the longest time. We, My wife and I dug through our boxes, found it today, and listened to a whole bunch of old CDs, and we listened to this one. And I, I didn't realize this at the time I bought this. But there's a lot of music missing from this CD. Did you notice that too? I, you know what? No, I didn't because I didn't watch uh, the movie. Oh. I, I had every intention. I'll be honest. I had every intention of watching the movie today, so I could hear the uh, the tracks. I mean, I watched them all on YouTube, but I wanted to get a feel for how they played in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I, I hope you don't think I'm making excuses, but I've been just like sick as a dog all day, off and oh, on really? today. Yeah, and I'm feeling better. I I just I almost called you and was like, I don't think I can do it tonight. But like oh. about an hour ago, I just started to finally, to finally kind of level off, and I feel so. If I seem a little just kind of more monotone than I usually do, this is this is pretty much this is why. Oh. But, uh, Listeners, that's how dedicated he is. Not yeah, good, you know, but he wants to talk turtles. <laughs> well, you know what, man? It's not only talk. It's not just me. You know, I mean, it's you, and you sacrifice time out of your day. I mean. Who would I be to to not have to not uh, be here when you're here? You know. Oh, well, to, you know, yeah, you wouldn't be you wouldn't pull a Rob. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to pull a Josh Witt. That's I for damn sure would not do that. No. Yes, so. yes, we gotta we gotta aim the insults at the one who's not here. Absolutely. Me, me and Jay Weezy were friends the last time we were on a show. Man, it was just like nope, <laughs> not, not more apparently not. <laughs> nope, nope. You know, speaking of which, we're going to try to get Thaddeus and Jay Weezy on maybe uh, one of one of these shows. Uh, It'd be great to have the whole crew on, maybe even Landon, who was on for like two episodes on um, maybe the 100th episode, you know, and we'll just, just yeah. real quickly talk about whatever we want to talk about real fast. Uh, you can but... just imagine Landon being like, what? You guys still do that? What? <laughs> still You're still thing? doing that show? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be cool to have everybody on. And you've still had to talk to my buddy Landon. We got we to gotta fix that. I've never talked to Landon. I'm, if I didn't know him on Facebook, I wouldn't think he existed, you know? <laughs> Which is crazy because like you two are some of my, you know two of my closest friends, so it's 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 crazy how that works. That What's hilarious know. though is like you know, Landon is such an enigmatic just subject to talk about. Just like he's there, he's kind of like a Bigfoot sighting, but like, <laughs> and then considering like I mean seeing him on Facebook, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but like sure. taking a look at his physical stature and just how massive that dude is because he's Scary. super tall. He was a good guy he, to know in high school. He he reminds me of uh, speaking of Christmas, you know. He reminds me of the Ghost Christmas Present and the Christmas Carol, 
you just you can just imagine Landon just sitting on top of a fireplace, big green robe and a Christmas ham in one hand and a cigar in the other one and just be like <laughs> well, I, Wow, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, right? He's got the beard and everything. He looks just like that guy. Or he's, you know, he's he's uh, Elf from the Elf movie, um, you know, with all the other elves at the North Pole. You know, he's this, one that's like the giant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, man. I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know Landon well enough to say this, but it, it never stops me usually. But I could kind of see him <laughs> being the guy that like has spaghetti with M&Ms and caramel sauce and maple syrup and <laughs> Reese's Pieces and all kinds of stuff. You mash it all together? That's what you're gonna eat, okay? And you top it off with a crumbled pop tart, you know? So. Uh huh. Oh gosh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, he's he, he's one of a kind. So maybe we can get you know all the guys on one of these shows, uh, since we're doing so many of them to cram it into the right before Christmas. So, uh, anyways, guys, I won't go through, through the links or anything like that, but I do want to publicly thank uh, Turtle Power Podcast again for for the kind words uh, that they, they had mentioned us on their show, and I wanted to definitely return the favor. And um, thank them for, for everything they've been doing. We just thank you all so much for the support. And um, thank you all for joining the group page, the Facebook group page. Yeah. Um, that's really taken off, and I, I've I've had nothing to do with that. And maybe that's why it's taking off. Uh, <laughs> so well, you so know, we're just, just they, really they, thankful. They keep showing up to the Facebook page because I keep talking about how much I hate pineapple on pizza. And they're just like, I just <laughs> like, got to shut this guy We got to convince up. this guy's an idiot. <laughs> this guy. So, uh, so, anyways, let's jump right into the soundtrack, man. Um, now, as a kid, do you, or you know, when you first watched this movie, did you actually really love one of the the songs here? Was there a standout song to you as a kid? You know what, the standout to me, honestly, it was none of the the actual like licensed music. What what stood out to me was the score. Yes. Because, uh, you know, honestly, I'm not much of a music guy. Um, music is something that. Um, I listen to it on the treadmill or, and you know, that's really about it. Or I'll listen to it when I'm doing yard work, um, or dishes or something like that. It's, it, it never really, uh, hit me the way music hits a lot of other people. Sure. And so, but what gets me is a good score. Like I'm a huge fan of, uh, motion picture, uh, scores, you know, the score from, you know, like, uh, let's see, like the Batman v Superman had a great score by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. Hans Zimmer again, his score for like the Batman Begins movie. Uh, just a bunch of, bunch a bunch of others that I can't. I, Hans Zimmer keeps going through my head uh, today. <laughs> um, but I watched Batman v Superman, so that's why. Um, so, but what really stuck out to me was, and even to this day, it still sticks out to me was the theme that. Uh, the score that picks up when sh- whenever Shredder's on screen, yeah, you know that, oh, man. yeah, Da-da. yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and that still to this day, you know, because I mean, I watch, I watch the nineteen ninety movie probably once a month, you know. I'll be oh, honest, yeah. yeah, I'm on, a, I'm on a podcast called Turtle Flakes. I kind of have to. Um, <laughs> the but, punishment is not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, that theme, it's 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 the only theme that I know of specific to a villain in a movie, and I mean, because I'm really thinking about it. You you always think of the Superman theme, you always think of the Batman theme, or you know the, the Ninja Turtles theme. You never think of there's no Joker theme, there's no General Zod theme, there's no uh, yeah. Green Goblin theme. There is a theme for, like, you know... Darth Vader, maybe, yeah. Darth Vader, yeah. But that's not really Darth Vader. That's really, like, the, the Empire. March, yeah. that, that's the yeah. Empire's theme. You know, it just it just so happens he's the poster boy for it. 
But um, but that that to me is like the most iconic villain theme in film. Oh yeah, you know, and I oh. I, I know it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but really it is the only bad guy theme specific to not just the bad guys, but specific to a a character. That yeah, that is yeah. Shredder's theme on the soundtrack. It's called Shre- uh, Shredder's Sweet by uh, John Duprez. Yes, and he did uh, the whole score for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, that what's interesting is you know kind of what I was talking about before. A lot of his score is missing from the film. Like you know, of course, mm-hmm. the opening theme song. Do 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 do. Yeah, where's that? At? It's missing. It's it's not in the soundtrack. It, I I don't know why. And then when you go to look through look for it on YouTube. You get this really kind of. I found some really low quality audio, yeah. but I've I've not been able to find you know the the original the high quality uh, theme song for the original film, and I don't know if there might be any legal issues surrounding that. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if maybe is it John Duprez? Maybe he didn't compose that particular song. I I don't know. I don't know the story behind it, and maybe someone could enlighten us on that. Yeah. But I would love to find that, and and some of the other ones like speaking of the score, the one I think uh, that gets a little overlooked sometimes is when Splinter's talking to Raphael. Oh, yeah. And he says, you know, I am here for you, my yeah. son. And that really kind of s- slow but melodic song that plays in the background as he's giving him the mm-hmm. speech, you know, saying that, you know, I will always be here, my mm-hmm. son. Music fits that scene so perfectly. It's such a well-done uh, scene as as far as the composition goes. Yeah. Uh, man, it just really sets the mood. But that's nowhere in this soundtrack either. But going back to the Shredder theme, like you were saying, when I was a kid, there were two things. The first one was the Shredder theme all the way leading up to the very end, to like where you hear the piano or whatever that is. Yeah. You know, right on the, the roof. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's so cool to hear about how – to hear that music because it – it was made the movie was made in 1989 so you had all that like synth pop kind of yes. you know upbeat music but it was at the beginning of the 90s when like the 90s was all about just i don't care you know just whatever alice in chains and whatever you know and it just it was kind of a darker <laughs> musical era that we were just on the cut at the time of that movie coming out just on the cusp of that and i think Maybe this is a little giving them a little bit too much credit, but I think they kind of knew about that, and so it is yeah. just like kind of synth pop, high rate music, but it is also this. There's these dark overtones to it because it is this giant street fight that's going on uh, oh, between yeah. the turtles, Casey Jones, and the Foot Clan, and this gang mm-hmm. of kids. You know, I mean, it is kind of a dark thing that's going on, and oh, yeah. I think that a lot of people forget about. Not that I I don't think that the original movie is a dark movie at all. I mean it's it's I think a lot of people mistake dark for mature. You know, it it took itself super seriously. It's just like the only thing about this movie that you have to accept is that there's four turtles here. Because if you replace those with people, it would have just been an average um just an average kind of revenge story kind of a thing, you know, or we have to get our yeah. father back kind of a thing. But the fact that there's turtles there, just it, it garners your interest so much more. And the music definitely reflects that. That's, that's oh, music sure. that 
you really get worked up because I mean, you cannot hear that music and not think of that scene that that music comes from. Oh, exactly. it's, it's, it's tied in. Yeah. There. Whether it's splinter trying to identify with his son, whether it's the meditation scene in the woods, whether it's the shredder fight oh, yeah, yeah. or the, or the, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm rambling now, but it's, it's so, no, this good. is great. No, but I've, I'm glad you mentioned the meditation. Yeah, that's, part, that's, the, that's the, that's uh, the splinters on the soundtrack. It's called splinters tale one and two. And I think that's the second part. Yeah, yeah. And and going back to the rooftop scene, when I was a kid, and that sounds so cheesy, but it was the truth. Every time I'd watch the rooftop scene where they're mm-hmm. battling Shredder, it's, to me, it's easily the best scene in the whole film. Um, it, the way it's, it's shot, them, yeah, the way it's cut. That's, that's debatable, yeah. Because I, sure, my, sure. My yeah, I is, can think of three other great scenes. Yeah, my yeah. favorite is that whole farm section. That whole farm section. Oh, yeah. When April's yeah. narrating, yeah. Just... I, like, um, I like when Splinter, um, you know, he... Uh, talks to them, you know, through, yeah, through the uh, I guess that that flame. Yeah, that is really neat. I love that, and the music there is great. Yeah, and, and the music uh, during the rain when they're going back to the city is great. <laughs> and and the music on again on that rooftop scene, it gave me chills every time I watched it as a kid. So kudos to to the composer uh, of this soundtrack. It was wonderfully done, yeah. and I'm telling you, I to this day it holds up so so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the music does. Um, but let, what, what do you say we talk about some of the actual songs that are on the soundtrack? Real there quick? is a lot of licensed music on this. On, on, yeah, there, on there all is. Three there of is. The, well, on all on every on every movie soundtrack on all what five films there are now. Yeah, there's six films. There's a lot yeah. of licensed music to go through. Yeah. Well, the first one on this track list is "This Is What We Do" by MC, MC Hammer, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> Is this after or before Can't Touch This? Because I'm not a big Hammer fan, but uh, of course I remember. I'm not going to act like I know. I think it's around the same time because <laughs> that's really early. I mean, 1989, 1990, that, that was – I want to say it was around, like, you know, yeah, too legit to quit and uh, yeah, uh, all okay. that stuff. Yeah. So he's either he's either just about to make it big or he's already he big at this point. He was just on the scene at this point, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I'm reading the lyrics from this, this uh, CD uh, case that mm-hmm. I have, and it says um, – I, th- I think there's a typo here. It says, um, I tap and wax, slim hard, and can't relay. But I think it was supposed to be can't relax, you know, for the rhyme sake. Uh-huh. Yeah, so <laughs> I just happened to notice that. But, yeah, overall, you know, I was just reading the lyrics to some of these songs. I dip, I dive, I duck, you stuck. <laughs> so there you go. So okay, this is what we do. Was this in the arcade or the? Uh, this is what yeah. we do. You just kept hearing yeah, that was some in the chick saying, "Do it, do it, do it." Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Um. So MC Hammer. You know, of course he 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 was very successful. You know, so he was an icon of that time mm-hmm. period. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the next one I have on the track listing here is "Spin That Wheel" by High Tech Three, and this is the one of the ones that really I the, this band. I couldn't find much about them. Um, they did. They, I think they had one other hit mm-hmm. before this movie, and then this one. And this one was their their big hit. So, any memories with this one? And you like this track? I I like it fine. The one thing I find really interesting about it is this is actually a duo here. This is High Tech Theory is the main uh, proponent to this song here, but they're also with another uh, rapper named Ya Kid K. And oh. Yeah Kid K is actually on all three of the original film uh, soundtracks. Really? Yeah, she is on. Uh, she was a backup singer for High Tech Three, and then in the second movie, she was 
she her band had a song called Awesome, You're My Hero, which played during the end credits of the second movie, Secret of the Use, and then Rock Over the Beat with a band called Technotronic for, for I think they played over the credits of the third movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she she was she was a rapper who had a song on all three original film soundtracks. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, she would be a fun one to try to get on the show mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> That'd be cool to kind of get, you know, pick her brain and see yeah. what what was actually happening. <laughs> what what went into those songs? How did you know writing these songs about these Ninja Turtle movies? I don't know. It was like 30 years ago. Yeah, it was 30 years ago yeah, and they they asked me. That's kind of Yeah, that, that's kind of the roadblock we always run into. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Uh, I, I remember this song. This one's also is this one in the warehouse? Spin that wheel. Spin that wheel. Yeah, I remember that was Casey when, Jones in the scene with this. That song. was when Casey broke into the Shredder's hideout. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's right. So you know these are a little bit out of order as far as the context of the film. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's still I, I remember this one perfectly. Spin that wheel. Yeah. Dope. Deaf. Any term is all right when your DJ plays the K. You know that that's a the that. Sure. I be a rapper. <laughs> right. Yeah, like honestly, I read these lyrics and I have no idea what they're referring to. Um, yeah, because dope, not only, deaf, not only do term. we not write songs, but this is also like '90s terminology when we were like sure. seven. We don't know. Yes, we don't know. <laughs> when no. we were seven from what... white neighborhoods, we don't know. <laughs> yes, I mean, dope, deaf. Any term is all right when your DJ plays the K. Is the K referring to ya kid K? Pro- probably. That, that sure, makes sense. Right. sounds good. Yeah. Play the K. That's what I'm going to say next time I'm at the DJ's place. Like, hey, man, play the K. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? How'd you get here? Uh, all right, so the next one. Now, this one is bizarre to me. So this next one is by a band called Riff, Yeah. R-I-F-F, and the song's called Family. Where did this – I've heard the song, and it seems so out of place. To I did not recognize so this song at all. Yeah, I was going to say, where did this song come from in the movie? <laughs> was it maybe part of the credits? Because I thought there was 9.95, and then there was Partners in Crime. Was there anything after that at the very end? I can't remember. You know, I I have no clue. I do not – when I listened to it this morning, I, I didn't recognize it. I didn't recognize it at all. I don't recognize it. Yeah, like I'm trying to think piece, you know, okay, what scene could that have been in? Which, you know what? You I know? mean, to be fair, like soundtrack, like when I did buy music, I bought soundtracks to movies. So oh, yeah. there was, I would often find uh, playing through uh, whatever CD I'd gotten, there was more often than not, probably half of your track list was music that wasn't even in the uh, in the movie. Because they would yeah, just write on, you'd write down like the soundtrack to you would write it, but like on the cover there would be soundtrack to you know Speed or whatever whatever '90s film we were thinking of, uh, or soundtrack to the Ninja Turtles, and then underneath it in fine print, it, fine print it would say music from and inspired by uh, uh, the movie. I got you. Okay, huh? And then of course the next one. Um, this one's a very special one to us. <laughs> this is. 9.95 yeah, 9.95 <laughs> by a band named Spunkadelic. So, uh this is one we, you know, when I um first started Turtle Flakes, uh I always wanted to end the show to my favorite scene again is the rooftop scene from from uh the original film. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to kind of I loved the ending of that first film. And I always wanted to kind of recapture that with including at least a piece of 9.95 at the end of our show. Um, and then lead into Partners in Crime. 
thing is, I've tried to get to uh, in contact with anybody associated with Spunkadelic, yeah. and I can't find anyone. This is a <laughs> band that is once again after this, they they didn't do much of anything else. I know they were in. Um, there was a Creatures of Habit song they did for the second mm-hmm. film, and after that, that was it for Spunkadelic, as far as I've seen. I really don't know much else about them. I know they had a, a small hit before the first film, yeah. but I think 9.95 was the biggest one, uh, and then after that, they did one more for Turtles 2, and that was it. So, But boy, I love this song. What about you? You know what? I've, I've, it's totally 80s. I've never actually listened to this whole song. <laughs> <gasps> oh man! Yeah, I know. It was just like okay. So. You're on our After show. After about a minute in, it's kind of like they're just repeating themselves out. Into, oh, okay. I, I guess we're done, and then I'll go back to listen to Partners in Crime again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you know, I'll just read a couple of verses here. There's a power in the feeling, mm-hmm. a power in the sound, and it's rising up from the underground. Nobody's perfect down here on Earth, but we can rock this world for all we're worth, and we can feel it. Or, and I feel it coming from the east to the west. And one by one, we do our personal best, and we're doing fine. I give it a 9. I give it a 9.95. <laughs> Put your body in overdrive. <laughs> it's catchy. you got to oh, give it, it that. Yeah, there's like... It's there's catchy. Not, I, would, I would argue that... Oh, hold on. <coughs> oh God. Oh, bless I'm your heart. Falling falling apart, apart, eh? You're allergic to uh, my singing. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not... There's not there's no bad music here, you know, because I, mean, no. I was listening to it, and it was just, after a while, I was just kind of like, eh, this is just a good soundtrack, this is just good music, man, I like this. Yeah, yeah. So it, it took me back to, you know, being seven years old at the time and watching this movie, and just like, man, this is just, this is really cool. So. Yeah, oh yes, oh yeah. And then the next one is Turtle Power, T-U-R-T-L-E Power, just in case we didn't know how to spell <laughs> Turtle, it's there. And this one is is really cool because this was kind of special to me. Of course, it's a great rap. All right? mm-hmm. It's very quotable. What, what's special to me about this song is I've actually gotten in contact with, um, oh, is it Richard Usher? or I don't know if it was James or Richard uh, from, from the band Partners in Crime. And they do a lot of charity work with the Ninja Turtles. Um, they have, I guess, some folks that uh, – it's, it's almost like, um, was it the 501st Legion yeah. for Star Wars? But but they, they they have these people that dress up in turtle suits and they go around you know and support these charities, and um, they I guess they perform at concerts or I'm not exactly sure exactly what they do, but I was able to get in contact with them very early on in Turtle Flakes, and I think I either talked to James or Richard and I said hey, would you mind if we used your show your song as as the closing of our show, you know and we would always quote us. Uh, Cite your music and t- you know tell our listeners where where they can find you. And that song's always been in the show notes in case you've ever mm-hmm. wanted to know. And I announced that on the show when we had first done it. And the guy was so nice about it. I said, "Absolutely, that sounds great. You know, thank you so much." And and we've talked several times on Twitter as well. So really class act guys and and seem very active in the uh, turtles community. So that's that's really nice. Yeah, to one see. thing that I found out about this about partners in crime because this is the only song by them I've ever heard until this morning. Um, I found out. That let's see, I have it written down here. Partners in Crime produce a song called Rock the Half Shell. This is a song that's on YouTube. Ah. And they made this song to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the 1990 film. Um, it's on YouTube and was never officially produced and was purely a fan video created by Partners in Crime. And I, I, I uh, watched the video on YouTube this morning and it was, it was pretty cool, man. I really liked it. It was him and... 
the four turtles and Casey and April all breakdancing and rapping and everything. It was really cool. Yeah. Really? I'm not, I'm not, I've heard he did something, but I never actually saw it. So I gotta go yeah, check that out. It, it was, I, I really liked it. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You know, it's great. It's great to see you still doing it. All right. So, uh, so, you know, if, if Richard or James, if you're listening, thank you so much. I, I know you're probably not, but I really, really appreciate you being so cool and laid back about it. Um, yeah, that's really cool to see. So the next one is Let the Walls Come Down. Um, this is by Johnny Kemp. Do you what remember this one? I can't even. Let, let the Walls, the walls Come, come I... Down? Let, oh. let me play okay. it real quick. Uh, let the, see if it rings any bells. Oh, okay. It's playing in the background during the, um, oh, it's when the kids are uh, skating on that little ramp in the hideout. Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in the background. You can barely hear it. It's kind of like a reggae style song. Um, it's really not my my favorite, but you know that's just because I'm not crazy about that genre. But there's nothing anything there's not anything wrong mm-hmm. with it. So, you know, and uh, I, I think Johnny Camp was actually a very successful artist and uh, went on to, to do a lot of things. But I don't, I, I think he actually recently passed away. Okay. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think he was a very successful artist. So that was another good one. Um, this one here, "Every Heart Needs a Home" by Saint Paul. Does this ring any bells no, to you, next. Horsehead? So. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're running low on time. Let's see. Oh, yeah, this was another one. Where did this come from? I don't know. I'm listening to it right now. I don't know how to pause it. Oh, there it is. Every Heart Needs a Home? It's a... Yeah, it's like... It's a... Not, not don't you mean Every Rose Has a Storms? Yeah, it's another ripoff of that. <laughs> Probably rip off. Yeah, Nicole says every heart needs a home. <laughs> so, uh, so next one, uh, we get a little bit of the scores, and that's where we talked about Shredder's Suite. Mm-hmm. And of course, it starts out with that iconic drum beat, and eventually, kind of rocks into you know the the climax of the uh, film. You know, with the, the pianos or synthesizer, whatever that is, and then we get Splinter's Tale. A lot of dialogue in this mm-hmm. one. So it says, for 15 years now we've lived here. Before that time, I was a pet of my master Yoshi. It actually has exactly what Splinter had said during that entire song there. So that's kind of neat in this little soundtrack. Yeah. And then you got Splinter's Tale too with more dialogue. So uh, what did you, what'd you think of these? You know what I liked it? It was it. I do kind of like that. It's. I mean, yeah, it would be nice not to have any dialogue through it, but it it kind of. It's almost it's, it's almost as if that music was composed to a scene with dialogue in it already. So it's kind of like the dialogue kind of ebbs and flows with the actual cadence of the of the uh, dialogue itself. Yeah. So I mean, it kind of it makes sense to not have one without the other. Yeah, you can't have one without exactly. The other. Uh, the, and the next one is Turtle Rhapsody, which uh, was this like a bonus? It, yeah, there? from what I can tell, it was. Yeah, it wasn't actually in the movie, but it was just on the soundtrack. Uh huh. And uh oh, was there were some turtle lines in here, weren't there? Uh, I'm trying to remember this. Yeah, listening yeah. To bits and I'm of listening it. to it. There's like your Michelangelo. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and that is the soundtrack for the first film. Um, overall, I think out of the three films, this one definitely had the the standout score. Some of the other films did, you know. I don't remember there being bad music in the other ones, but I think this one really seemed out of the three to stand out the most. But yeah. uh, that's personal preference. But what what about you, Jose? You know, I mean, I I never um, I never had this score as a kid. Uh, my one turtles uh, 
cassette that I had when I was a kid was the coming out of their shells tour. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's how I rolled. Uh, yeah. But there's no, there's only a couple of songs where you're going to skip button, and that's just the music that you don't know, you know, because in the movie and that, the the music that is in that movie is so a part of that movie. Like like when we were talking about, you know, spin that wheel, we knew exactly when we heard when I heard the the lyrics, spin that wheel. I see the uh, I see Casey Jones walking in there. I see Casey Jones, he's got the foot gear on, and he goes like this. Yes, he does a fist bump. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we're the Foot Clan. We're, we're, yeah, we're spinning we're, wheels. Yeah, let's go beat up some kids. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I that music is. I mean, you hear the word iconic thrown around so much that to where it's lost its meaning nowadays. But it is it is characteristic of that movie. It's like there, there's not yeah. a weak link musically in that movie like it it all fits you know yeah it's like especially like the, even though who knows what mc hammer was actually singing about but this is what we do playing <laughs> over a bunch of kids being criminals you know that makes sense that that's smoking cigars you, you know smoking cigars shooting pool you want regular or menthol thank you sam rockwell <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's exactly you know that just is what comes to mind you know uh, you're exactly right man so uh yeah, uh, some great stuff here, guys. So if you've not checked out this this album, um, you can get it dirt cheap online. Uh, you can get the CD, I'm sure, for less than a buck. That's what I pay for mine. <laughs> um, and also, um, I'd love to see this. I, I was reading a little bit about this. Uh, the cassette tapes actually had different colored cassettes that you could buy based on you know the Turtles headbands. So those, I'd love those, to see like a purple. Those would probably be the expensive ones. Yes, yeah. yes. I'd love to see if anyone has the cassette tape to this day and want to send us a picture, man. I'd love to see you know something like mm-hmm. that. But yeah, yeah. That wraps up another mini sode, man. We did it in thirty minutes. And uh, one thing, real quickly, um, if you don't mind, I would like to mention that the Ninja Turtles uh, twenty fourteen film soundtrack by Brian Taylor and the mm-hmm. Turtles Out of the Shadows in the twenty sixteen film. Uh, score by Steve Jablonski. Those are two really cool scores. I really, really enjoy them. I think that you should, uh, listeners should uh, seek those out and give those a listen. So, Yeah, yeah. I think I got uh, the Out of the Shadows one. Yeah. I think I like that score. Yeah. That score, yeah. Uh, the 2014 film one I like a little bit better just because I like that. Uh, Brian Tyler, is, I like that composer. He has a lot of video mm-hmm. game scores. Uh, like he's done like Army of Two, Devil's Cartel, Call of Duty, whatever ninety nine or whatever it is. You know, he's done. He does a bunch of music like of that caliber where it is. It's really he. One thing I like about Brian Tyler is like he does all these like niche genre kind of science fiction action films, but he loves bombast and like elevated scores and just like it sounds kind of like it would be inspired by something like indiana jones or captain america or something like that you know just a big yeah. sweeping orchestra but there's also like electronics uh synthesized pop kind of music in, infused in it it's pretty cool so oh awesome awesome i'll have to give another listen man there's a lot of i think i got kind of overlooked that i'll have to check mm-hmm. it out so so what do you want to talk about tomorrow um let's see i've got my list here He's checking it twice. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I'm going to need another day or two on the uh, on the Game Boy game. I forgot my, my games are down in my sure. basement. And i got to go find them. Um, so let's see here. According to my list here, the third day, we're going to look at the various uh, art styles of the Ninja Turtles. Oh, cool. So I don't know how we're going to talk about people drawing for a half an hour, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can make it work. Yeah, we can. I I already 
I've, I've already got my uh, my favorite art style picked out. So cool, yeah. cool. So uh, are we are we discount? Are we talking specifically comics or comics, animation? Too? Animation doesn't matter. Just like what what is your favorite? Uh, what is your favorite kind of look for the turtles? That's what I'm. Sounds so, and it doesn't have to be turtle specific too. Like it can be. You know, Shred, it can be your favorite Shredder design. It can be your favorite Rocksteady yeah. Bebop design. Well, that's too easy because there's been two. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, all right. Well, stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, and, um, you know, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for uh, putting up with us for another episode um, for, for this week. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. But before we say our goodbye, um, Josh, what kind of pizza are we going to have to close out day two of our 12 Days of Turtle Flakes Christmas? Well, you know what? I kind of want to be uh, want to be a little lean tonight. I'm kind of thinking of a chicken and chicken and tomato pizza. That's what I'm thinking. That sounds, that sounds lean to me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Even though you said chicken didn't belong on pizza. Chicken doesn't belong on pizza, but it's it's not it's a pineapple. Pineapple has <laughs> no business in the same room as pizza. Oh, whatever. It's the best. Yeah, sorry, dude. Nope. Yes. Nope. Can't do it. Well, here's the hope. Enjoy your chicken and tomato pizza. So, uh, Calbunga and ho ho ho, dudes. Calbunga. <laughs> Bye, Humbug. There he is. <laughs>